0: Right, welcome in guys, Uh, welcome to another episode of the Veteran Dad Podcast I'm your host, Nathan Berry And uh, today we have a very special guest Uh, We have uh, Daniel Bert Pop Pop Clark Um, Bert's my stepdad And uh, I asked him to join us today just to kind of talk about uh, himself, life, advice He always gave me a lot of good advice So um, maybe he can pass some of that along to you guys So welcome in Bert, thanks for joining us
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's quite an honor. Um, it was an honor helping you to to be raised as my, uh, my stepson, although I really consider you more of a son than just a stepson. So, uh, you yeah, know, thanks again. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, sure. I appreciate you joining. So um, why don't you just start by telling everybody a little bit about yourself more than, you know, you're just my stepdad little bit of background on you
1: whoa okay where to start um so i am actually 60 years old uh just had a birthday here recently so uh wasn't something that i was looking forward to reaching that age i wanted to reach the age but um 60 seemed so far away at one time to actually reach it it's it's a a wow experience but um let's see where to start. Um, I was born actually in Washington, D.C. There's not a lot of people that can say that they were born in the capital of the U.S., but, um, I was one of the lucky ones. So, uh, uh, moved to Montgomery, Alabama at the age of 11 and lived there for a couple of years and then moved to, uh, Jacksonville, Florida. That's my, my hometown. Um, Graduated from high school and then uh, moved on to college, kind of in and out and um, different colleges, and then ended up getting married. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. Being on this podcast, you can you can understand, you know, what it's like to go through the the marriage thing, and you you have all these steps that you go through, and then you decide to have children, and um that quite didn't work out the way that I wanted it to and, uh, ended up going through a, a, a divorce. Um, I had about a year before I met your mom, then I met your mom and, uh, my life changed drastically right after that.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's definitely something that, uh, you know, i I'm, I'm sure my listeners can relate to, um, you know, the the military divorce rate is sitting about 3% to 3.5%. The numbers are a little bit skewed, depending. Um, so, you know, there's constantly people getting divorced every day in the military. And, and um, you know, so, and those that have children deal with that stuff. Uh, so kind of diving into like the meat and potatoes of it, um, you know, you, you had two children from your your first marriage, Kristen Ashley, and then uh and then you had myself, my brother and my sister. So how did you kind of um I guess balance that relationship uh between your biological children and your stepchildren? Because I think it's 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 a delicate kind of art to to balancing that and it's something that honestly I don't think that I ever mastered. Um, you know, uh, it was constantly a struggle for me, and I think, you know, Kylie and Corbin are a little bit jealous, and, and I think they have every right to be, um, you know, because I did spend a lot of time with Landon, and, um, you know, not because I didn't want to spend time with them, but geographically it's a little bit difficult, um, you know, to split time equally. So so how did you find that balance? Great question. Um yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you,
1: having a mentor, for me, my mentor was, was actually my father. And uh, my father had uh, two stepchildren in, in our family. So that was, that was something that I got to see growing up. And being able to watch how he handled things was, was really a good way to, to learn. So, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, to start off with nobody, nobody has a right way to do this. Um, at, my father actually told me, he said, uh, if there, if there's a book out there on how to handle divorce or, 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 uh, even a marriage or how to raise a child, he said, I'd, I'd buy a thousand copies because, uh, you know, there's, there's a thousand different ways to handle different situations. Um, it's not easy. It's, you know, raising stepchildren, your own children, it's, it's not something that uh, that I think anybody plans on. So, you know, you, you kind of just have to do it from the hip. Um, every situation is different. Uh, you know, mine was a little bit easier for me only because when I'd run into situations, I'd go to my dad and I'd ask him questions. So I think that's something everybody should do is, you know, don't don't feel like you're in this alone. You know, there's, there's a thousand people that are going through this. And, uh, you know, don't be afraid to ask because I think that's where you kind of take a step behind. If you if you think you're alone, in doing this you're wrong
0: yeah and i think i think that's what we get into as men um we have such a such a macho mentality i think a lot of times we take asking for help as weakness um and i would say especially that's especially true in in um you know a career like the military um where you're used to depending on others for survival, but you're not really used to, you know, asking for help, uh, like that. It's usually there, it's usually given and, um, or usually directed. So, uh, and you're used to being able to think through problems and and deal with situations as they come along. Um, but you know, that, that's definitely true about, about asking for help. And it's, it's one of the things that, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is to create that community. Um, that uh, that veteran dads can come to and and listen to and get advice or you know call in and ask questions um, you know I, we have a voicemail line that's connected to the to the account and uh, they can leave leave messages there and uh, I'll do my best to answer them uh, it's also why I'm setting up the uh, the Zoom meeting uh, peer support meeting uh, for everyone to sit down and and chat but um, so you were talking about your dad and, and what's some, what's some other really good advice? Cause I, I know you used to tell me a lot all the time about some of the advice. Like if you could pick out like three, like best pieces of advice that he gave you, like what, what would they be?
1: Oh, wow. That's, that's a, <laughs> that's a loaded question. But, um, I, I think, um, picking your friends and, and your surroundings is, is probably key. Um, you you can hang out with the wrong groups. When you, when you start doing that, you're, you're heading down the wrong path. So that would, that would, uh, that was one thing that my dad always said was, was really important. You know, and he also taught us to live by the, by the golden rule. You know, so those are, those are probably two things. And, and, you know, the third, third one is, you know, you know, right from wrong. That kind of goes with the golden rule, but, you know, we all, we all know, you know, not to run that stop sign or that red light, you know, because you know the consequences. It, it seems <laughs> seems kind of simple, but it's true. And just in life in general, you know what's right. You know not to steal. You know not to lie. You know, and uh, those are things that you got to foster and, and teach your children, your stepchildren. You know, but I, I'm a firm believer that you know uh, you get those ground rules in, and and you're heading in the right direction success is there so um, that's that's three things that you can start out with
0: yeah I agree it, it definitely starts with developing values and and principles and and those are what's going to drive their decision making as they continue to grow um, so let's I, I kind of want to just veer a little bit um, we've got some good discussion on that but so another thing that I think we share a, a little bit of commonality in is is a, as a step parent finding that balance uh, with you know being able to provide that that feedback or that discipline um, because I, I don't I don't know I, actually I do know about you but I want to hear it from you uh, I I I felt it really hard to 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 provide any kind of discipline or feedback as far as like behavioral changing things like that, uh, with Landon. So, so because you, you, you run that fine line of, you know, happy wife, happy life, but at the same time you you have to be able to control your house. So What was kind of your thought process and kind of things like that? Like that with you. Great question. Um, Yeah, I want
1: to. I want to go back to a situation that I had in my life with you. um, You had a lot of those. So be careful (laughs) which one you talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there, there was one particular one where your mom and I were having some difficulty, and we were trying to figure out how to manage it. And uh, once again, I went to my dad and asked him, you know, how to handle this. And his response was pretty point on where he said, let the let the child figure out the punishment. So I'm not going to go into what what happened, but um, we did have a situation and and we were trying to figure it out. And we basically your mom and I, we went to you and you said, what do you what do you you know that this, this is wrong? What do you think the punishment should be? And you know you were old enough at the time to know that some punishment needed to be handed down, and uh you know we just let that kind of kind of sit, and you did take the punishment, so you know, I think you kind of learned from that, but uh you know every every action has a reaction, so um it might be different for different situations.
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I remember that one, but so I, I'm, I'm talking about more like, so I, I found any time that I tried to inject discipline, there was like friction that was there. Um, did you ever feel that at all?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. Of course but you have to be the parent yeah. and the parent rules the roost. So, you know, it can't be, it, it can't, you can't let the, the inmate run the asylum. Yeah. You know, you can't let the child run the house. So you have to lay down the law and you know, that's just a part of it.
0: Yeah. So a little backstory, right? Just so y'all don't know. So Bert and my mother have actually been married twice <laughs> <laughs> they got married, and then they 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 had a separation for a while, and uh, they just rekindled their what two years ago now or one year
1: three years ago
0: what yeah uh, seems like only yesterday you guys got back together but so this is so this is my thought process right I'm going to be honest and lay it on the table but so I always thought that the friction created by our behavior, like meaning us children, basically my sister and I, because my brother was, I he he was bad too, but he wasn't here as much. Like in in Duval County, he stayed a lot of times in Pensacola. So, and I always thought that that friction that we caused kind of created y'all the splinter that kind of fractured you guys' relationship, and then once we were out and was able to move on and 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 you guys were able to rekindle that that connection. Because I don't think y'all you ever fell out of love with one another. I just know how my mom is. My mom is just like she loves her kids, she'll do anything for them no matter what. And and I felt like that, you know, at times that that was a wedge. And I don't know if there's any truth to that. That's why I wanted to ask.
1: Yeah, she actually, she actually said her kids would come first. Yeah, you know, which is, in, in a weird way, if you if you go by the Bible, if you're religious and you go by the Bible, you know the Bible tells you, you know, God first, you know, family second, and so forth. But, you know, your mom laid down the law and said, you know, that no matter what, her kids were going to go first, and that was, it wasn't anything that I really balked about. But I I do want to hit on something where you said you felt like, you know, you had. You had caused some some friction in that. Uh, there's there's no way getting around it. There was always friction, yeah. you know. But you're going to have that even even if it's your own children in the house. If you're sure, if you're just going to have uh, you know normal family. So uh, you know, my kids felt it, uh, told me about it. Um, they had it in their mom's relationship. Uh, as a matter of fact, they're you know thirty something years old now. And they still feel the friction, so no. it's it's always going to be there. I don't think you're going to get rid of it.
0: Sure. Yeah. It, it was just something that I just know I felt a lot of it, and and I just I, I I just I don't know. You know, I just I didn't know, but I just I remember having a conversation with mom, like, um, I don't know. It was it was after you guys split, um. I think she was living in, in Yulee and I just remember having a conversation with her about, you know, how much I knew that she cared for you. and knew that she loved you and wanted to be with you. And I just felt like she was sacrificing that love and, and her happiness to, to take care of her kids, which, you know, I, I personally, I I've I hit more of the religious view of of that it's, you know they'll you know, you'll leave your parents and, and you the two will become one flesh. And then the kids are, are, are secondary. Like you can never love your kids or cherish your kids more than your wife. Like you have to take care of your wife in order to have that balance in the house. Um but I don't think that's the same way for a, a, a lot of women and and then disciplining your own children versus disciplining your stepchildren, I find to be wildly different um, because the amount of acceptance, like I could spank Kylie and Corbin and, and it would be fine, you know, but, you know, if I was the spank Landon, you know, it I, it would have been over, you know, so <laughs> not to say, I mean, it's over anyways, it don't matter, but, uh, but that's what I'm saying. Right. So I I think there's a, there's a, there's definitely a line there. Yeah. Well,
1: let me just tell you, um, my own daughter, when I guess she was probably five or six years old, she, she found a way to be able to, to work over the parent. You know, she, she knew that she had like one over on me and, you know, Children do that. They, they push the envelope. They, they know when they can get away with stuff. And I had decided that, okay, enough is enough. And, you know, I went to spank her. Actually, I did. And uh, I had remembered something that my dad had said, never, never spank a child when you're angry because you don't know your own strength. So I had remembered that. And uh, so I had bent her over my knee, and I, I spanked her behind and then I sent her to her room and uh, I don't know who cried more, her or me, but I never spanked her after that. And I, I never hit any other child after that, um, except for one time. And uh, that was when I knocked your tooth out.
0: Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer. Okay. We were boxing. Okay. We were boxing and, and he'd left out the part. I gave him a bloody nose and then he caught me with an uppercut. So yes, this did happen. He didn't knock the whole tooth out. It was a chip, but it, it, anyway, my mother was not happy. Um, I don't know how long he stayed in the doghouse for that one, but it was fun. It was in good fun. It was in the front yard. It was a really good time. I remember it. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, but <laughs> I was more scared after that because I, I I knew that I had to tell your mom what had happened to you. So uh, it's kind of like trying to tell your parent what you had done wrong and uh, t- trying to tell her I had knocked her son's tooth out, or chipped it, as you said. It was actually I didn't knock your tooth out; I did chip it. And uh, but handling those kind of situations are are tough. They they really are. But and I'm not advocating ever hitting or spanking a child. Um, I've I've had friends that use the method of you know sitting on their child, you know, when they throw a tantrum, those kind of things. It's it's different different situations yeah
0: yeah i've never heard of the sitting on the child thing but maybe maybe that'll work i don't know i don't know if i'd try that nowadays uh that you almost can't get away with anything these days but um so let's go ahead and change the up so uh let's see monday night i was on a podcast with a gentleman by the name of alan donovan and he hosts um the Father's Truth Podcast. And it's uh he also runs an organization called Fathers Lives Matter. And he does a lot of work to um kinda help men who are um basically being I don't know, treated he's trying to bring light to to the disparity in uh like child custody and you know the raw deal that kind of fathers get in, in divorce. Um and I was just kind of wondering, kind of what your thoughts are on that. If you, you know, if you feel like the court system kind of needs to take a step back and do an overhaul and and try to evaluate really what's best for the children, because I'm not sure that that, um, I don't think that that is really always, you know, comes into play.
1: Yeah, this is a subject that is is really dear to my heart, because when when I was going through my divorce and I ended up having to pay alimony and child support it it kind of it set me back and you know the courts they they have a formula um they they try to do what's in the best interest of the child and uh you know as, as a parent or as a father you don't see it that way all you see is the income the money that you're making it and, and you you keep thinking about money and obviously you know money's what make the world makes the world go round but at the same time, you, you need to take a step back and uh, realize that the children come first. And once again, that was you're probably going to hear me say this a lot. I ha- I had a lot of influence from my father, but you know he he had said you know the money's going to work its way out. He said in the beginning, you know you're going to worry about it, but three years down the road, it won't even be a factor. So and he was right. He was right, but it. It hurt, but it only hurt for a little while. But you have to remember, the children come first. And if you can take that mindset and just stay with that and realize that that's the most important aspect of, of everything, because when you make that decision to have a child, you own that. You own that for the rest of your life and definitely the rest of their life that you're alive. So, you know, I, I would say really... Really stay strong with that thought.
0: Great, great, great. Yeah, that's good. Good advice. Good. Uh, good. Good point of view there. Um, so I. I mean, that's pretty much all I all I had. Do, do you have any final thoughts? Like, what do you want to? If you could give, you know, any advice out there to to, you know, let let's. I mean, any father. No, divorce. Let's so let's say single, right? So single father, you know, divorced, you know, just really, just really down on his luck. His situation is not good, you know, or or, or just any advice to, that you could give to somebody that that you know that has children that's that's you know fighting it, trying to get through it, and uh, you know, what's what's some advice? Uh, I would say,
1: you know, utilize the resources that are out there. Yeah, and whatever you do, don't give up, because if you don't, if you give up, you don't know what the end the out, the end of the outcome is going to be. Um, I'm I'm a little bit weird when it comes to things. When I when I have a question or something's bothering me, I'll go to the internet. Or back when I was growing up, when when I was raising you, I'd the library. I'd, I'd go to the library. I'd I'd pick up a book. I'd you know there were there were books on uh, divorce situations, divorced dads. Um, I was actually in a club called Divorced Dads. Um, we just kind of went over to different people's houses and we sat down and we talked and, you know, you talk things out, you learn a lot, but, um, you know, I, I I do want to go back to a particular situation with you and that was, uh, when you graduated from high school, when you were out of high school, you know, you had told your mom you wanted to go into the military and, uh. Yeah, they had a a sergeant in the Marines that had come over to the house. Your mom wasn't real happy. She didn't want to see her son, you know, going into the military. No, it was, that yeah, was.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go in the Marines. I don't really like the taste of crayons.
1: <laughs> well, you didn't go into the Marines, but you you wanted you wanted to join the military and uh, trying to trying to talk to your mom that that would actually be a a good thing. That was. That was hard to do because she was pretty adamant. She didn't want you to go in there. She didn't want to lose her son. You know, a mom. That's they feel like. Okay, you go into the military, you're gonna, you're gonna go into war, and you're you know, the outcome's not going to be good. But sure. there there is a positive side to the military, and uh, the road that we were looking at wasn't bright, and. I thought the military would be a good a good thing. it's kind of like sports. you know you get a good coach and you know the coach can keep you on the team and you know the, it, it turns your life around so i I was trying to figure out a way to to make it happen and that's where i I went to my dad and you know he wrote a letter and and you got into the military. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it was a bad thing I, I I look at you now and I think it was probably the one of the best things that happened to you.
0: Oh, for sure, yeah, I you know I don't I don't regret. I mean that joining joining the army was, I mean, is one of the best decisions I made in my life for sure. it's uh, you know, it's definitely grounded me in an organization that is values based and it, it 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 took a person who was very impulsive and on the fringe of, you know, undisciplined, and made me very disciplined and very determined, uh, to accomplish anything or to overcome any challenge. So, you know, yeah, I mean, that was the best decision I've ever made. And, and, you know, yeah, I, I don't, I don't ever regret doing that. It's, it's, it's made me the man that I am along with, you know, your guidance and, and mom, mom's guidance and, um, you know, everything I picked up along the way from every person, but, uh, it's definitely made me a better man, and it it's what drives me to continue to change and continue to grow. So, uh, so yeah, I mean that that was yeah it was a huge decision, and I, I don't regret that at all.
1: Yeah, I don't I, I don't think that everybody that's listening to the podcast should should say hey you know I need to get my child into the military or or I need to go into the military. I'm 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 not saying that, but what I am saying is you know there's organizations out there that you can you can be a part of that you can join. And and they they give you the guidance, they give you the answers. Um, not all not all avenues will lead you to where you want to, to end up, but you got to start somewhere. And uh, you know, parenting it's it's not easy. It really isn't. Um, I want to say, uh, being a stepfather, it, it's it's difficult. And having that balance is, is tough. But it was fun at the same time. Looking back, you know, I, I look back at certain situations, you know, like you know, where we were boxing out in the front and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. And, you know, but we had we had a lot of good times, you know. Um, you know, we had situations where, you know, we played we played ball together, we we raced, you know. Yep. We you know, we'd do sports events, basketball or, you know, be active in your child's life, your stepchild, you know, uh, no matter what it is, go to the beach or climb the mountain, whatever it is, you know, be a part of their life because they're going to remember those things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I definitely do. I definitely agree. I definitely appreciate it. I definitely have, you know, a lot of fond memories. Um, but, uh, you know, I, before we cut off, I just want to go back to something you just said, and that's, you know, you got to start somewhere, right? And so, I think if you're listening out there and, and you're feeling lost or you're feeling, um, you know, like you don't know what to do, you know, take a leap of faith. Take take that chance. Take the step out there. You know, talk to somebody, um, you know, and, and, and and you know, find the answers. Search them out. They may not always come to you. You may have to search them out. So, um, you know, pick up the phone. There's, there's a lot of organizations out there. Um, a lot of military organizations. I mean, I don't talk a lot about You know, military organizations as far as like the ones that are DOD, um, thought up, but, you know, ACS, Army Community Service, they're a great organization. They have, they have links to a lot of resources, um, and can at least get you pointed in the right direction. And then you can always, you know, talk to other resources outside, but, um, that's definitely a good place to start if you're, if you're searching. Um, but Bert, thank you for joining us today. Um. Any last words?
1: No, thank thank you for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. It was quite an honor, and uh, hopefully, you'll ask me to get on again for for something something else. If you know, if not the same.
0: Yeah, certainly. I, I certainly it. want to have another follow up with you um, here in a couple of months. We'll we'll sit down and do it again. But I appreciate you. Uh, thanks a lot, and uh, thanks. You're welcome. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Veteran Dad Podcast. As always, my challenge to you is that if you are struggling with mental illness, if you're struggling with PTSD, if you're struggling with thoughts of suicide, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out and ask for help. We're losing 22 of our battle buddies every day to suicide. And that's way too many. One is too many. We have to put an end to it. We have to work together to put a stop to it. So reach out, uh, call 911, You know, reach out to your local mental health professional, reach out to local veteran organizations. There, there are places out there to help you and give you the help that you need. And you are not alone. So thank you for joining us on this episode of the Veteran Dad Podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And as always, take care of your battle buddy. nobody ever no.